today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. In verse 1, it says that Isaac called Jacob, blessed him, and charged him. We too have been called by the Lord, blessed by the Lord, and charged by the Lord. The Lord has called us. He has called us out of the world. Aren't you glad for that? God's calling on you to live out your life for Him will lead you down a path of many blessings. You're called to leave the ways of the world and the old sins you used to live in and to pursue a relationship with God and a life lived for Him. Pastor Dan's going to show you the calling on Jacob's life today to encourage you to be attentive to God's voice and to follow where He calls you to go and what He calls you to do. You have an amazing testimony of His amazing grace on your life, just like Jacob had so long ago. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 28 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis 27, as we continue our journey through this book, we're also going to look at a passage in John chapter 1. So if you want to go ahead and find John chapter 1 in your Bible now so that you can turn there quickly when the time comes. So Genesis 27, John chapter 1. Genesis 27, John chapter 1. And once you've turned to Genesis 27, if you'll stand for me so I can read the passage for us where we left off. Genesis 27, I'm going to back up to verse 41, where it says, So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him, then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, her husband, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? And then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him, And charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. 
May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. And so Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padanaram to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. And Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram to take himself a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padanaram. Also Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac, and so Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth, to be his wife in addition to the wives he had. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set, and he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. And then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. And then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid, and he said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And then Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put at his head, and he set it up as a pillar, and he poured oil on top of it, And he called the name of the place Bethel, but the name of the city had been Luz previously. And then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, well, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth. To you. Well, in this section of Genesis, we have Jacob's flight to Haran. And the reason Jacob fled to Haran was because his brother Esau hated him and wanted to kill him. Uh, verse 41 says the reason Esau hated Jacob is because of the blessings with which his father blessed him. And so Esau's hatred came from envy. He was envious of his brother. And if Esau killed his brother, then the birthright and the blessing would return back to Esau. 
And so he's got this scheme here. He's going to kill his brother Jacob so that he then can regain the birthright and the blessing. In verse 42, we're told that Rebekah somehow learned of Esau's desire to kill his brother. And so she told Jacob to flee to her brother's house, Laban, in Haran, several hundred miles away. Instead of encouraging her two sons to seek peace and reconciliation and resolve this conflict that's in the family, Rebekah instructed her son Jacob to flee, to run away. And that's always bad advice. It's bad advice from a parent to her child. And the Bible tells us to pursue peace. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Making peace takes effort. It takes work, especially between siblings that are at odds with each other. But some people would rather just flee and run away and just avoid it instead of working on reconciling. That is never God's will. To just avoid it. It's better to deal with it directly. But Jacob listens to his mother. As you know, we kind of looked at this section last time. And Jacob leaves. He goes to Haran. And he's going to live there for 20 years. His mother, Rebecca, will pass away during that time. So Rebecca is never going to see her son again. After this point, Jacob will never see his mother. Again, we talked about that in our last study. Uh, But I want you to notice in verse 46, where we kind of pick it up today, verse 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, her husband, she says, I'm weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Once again, we see that Rebekah is dishonest with her husband, Isaac. The reason she wanted to send Jacob away to Haran is because she feared what Esau might do to him. But when she spoke to her husband, she made it about who Jacob will marry and not wanting him to marry a Canaanite girl. That's not really the reason. And so once again, we see that Rebecca was dishonest and deceiving as a wife and, you know, manipulated her husband And some people are very comfortable being dishonest with their spouse and deceiving their spouse or manipulating their spouse. And that's a very unhealthy way to have a marriage. But that's how she is. And so then Isaac, look at verse 1 of chapter 28. And then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughter's of Canaan. Look, Jacob, your mom's real upset, (laughs) right? She doesn't want you to marry one of the Canaanite girls. So arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. In verse 1, it says that Isaac called Jacob, blessed him, and charged him. We too have been called by the Lord, blessed by the Lord, and charged by the Lord. The Lord has called us. He has called us out of the world. Aren't you glad for that? This world is no longer our home, and heaven is our home. He has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has called us out of a life of sin 
He has called us to be his disciples. He has blessed us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And he has charged us to go into all the world and make disciples. We are called blessed and charged. Just as Jacob is here in verse 3. Now Isaac declares a blessing on his son Jacob before sending him on this journey. He says, may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of people. It's just a wonderful prayer to pray for your children. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. May God bless you. May God make you fruitful. May prosper you. May give you a large family. And give you, look at verse 4, give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. Verse 4 is important because Isaac now conveys the Abrahamic covenant onto Jacob. Isaac finally acknowledges God's choice that Jacob is the chosen son. Jacob is the son of promise And the covenant is conveyed to Jacob, not Esau. And so Isaac sent Jacob away. And he went to Padanaram. I love saying that. It just rolls off the tongue. Padanaram. I want to drive my Trans Am in Padanaram kind of thing. You know, like, got to get a Trans Am first. (laughs) To Laban. He sends him to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, And Esau, and now we're told kind of this last little bit of information about Esau. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram to take himself away from there. And that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. You remember Esau has already married two Canaanite girls. And verse 7, that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padanaram. So Esau saw this exchange between Isaac and his brother Jacob. Esau heard his father's charge to his brother about the Canaanite girls. And he saw his brother's obedience to his parents. Verse 8, so what does Esau do? He saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father. And so Esau went to Ishmael. And he married a daughter of Ishmael. So what does Esau do in response to his parents' charge to Jacob? He goes and he marries an Ishmaelite, a daughter of Ishmael. You remember Ishmael was the half-brother of Isaac, Esau's father. And remember, Abraham kicked Ishmael out of the house because of the way Ishmael treated Isaac. And so what does Esau do? Well, now he goes and he marries an Ishmaelite. 
Esau is described in the New Testament as profane or godless, and we have already seen how Esau had no desire for the family or his responsibility to his family. And now here, this final picture of Esau in this story is that of a bitter son seeking to spite his parents through deliberate disobedience. He's intentionally hurting his parents by marrying this Ishmaelite. Because he knows what they want. He knows what their desire is for his life. And sadly, some kids are so resentful and rebellious towards their parents that they actually make decisions to spite their parents, to hurt their parents. You know, the first and primary command to children in the Bible is honor and obey your parents. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's just right. Of course, unless your parents are asking you to do something that violates God's word or asking you to do something that's destructive in some way, but otherwise, listen to your parents. In Proverbs 1, it says, My son, listen to the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. Then it says, For what you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Listening to your parents' instruction will crown your life with grace and honor. Generally speaking, your life will be blessed if you listen to your parents, especially if your parents love Jesus and they're giving you godly advice. Even if they don't, quite often, the advice your parents will give you will just keep you from making dumb decisions. Because your parents have experience on their side. And they've made dumb decisions. And it'll just keep you from a harder life and avoiding pitfalls. In the case of Esau, his parents wanted him to marry a godly girl. That's good godly Advice that's biblical advice. The Bible commands us not to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever because then you're pulling in two different directions and there's going to be this constant friction there with your spouse. Instead of taking his parents' advice, Esau went off and married an Ishmaelite. He's already married two Canaanite girls. And so now he takes a third wife, just an ungodly heathen girl, to spite his parents. But really, the joke's on Esau, because now he's got to marry, he's got to live with these three girls that he's married. He's got to spend the rest of his life with these three ungodly girls. So that's kind of the end of the story of Esau for now. He's going to come back into the story a few chapters from now. Verse 10, now Jacob begins his long journey to Haran. It's probably going to take him at least a month to get there, maybe longer. The next eight chapters will focus on the life of Jacob. Verse 10 says, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba, Beersheba, and he went toward Haran. He's got to travel north through the promised land. He can't go east because there's desert. So he's got to travel north, and he begins his journey north, leaving from Beersheba, which is in the southern part of the promised land. And he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. It's the end of the day. 
he stops, he makes camp, and he took one of the stones of that place, he put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Now, a stone would make a pretty uncomfortable pillow, but that's what Jacob had. And so he takes a stone to lean his head upon the stone so that he can sleep. We know that Jacob is in a place that is called Bethel. So he's traveled about 60 miles from Beersheba. So maybe he's on day number two, day number three, maybe, of his journey. He's still in the promised land. He's still got a long way to go. And he stops in this place and he gets a stone for a pillow and he goes to sleep there in verse 12. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God, notice, were ascending and descending on it. Jacob has a dream and in that dream he sees a ladder going up to heaven. Or a stairway, a stairway to heaven. At the end of the service, we're going to have the worship team come back up. So get your air guitar tuned, and we'll close with Stairway to Heaven. I'm kidding. We have a very strict no Led Zeppelin policy here. We're not going to get the lead out today. But in this dream... He sees a stairway to heaven, and there's angels on the stairway. And I want you to notice the angels of God are, it says, ascending and descending on the stairway. They're not descending, then ascending. They're ascending from the earth up to heaven and then descending back to the earth. You know, people often think of angels as being in heaven only. But Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 tells us angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who who will inherit salvation. Angels minister to and serve those who will inherit salvation. That's us. We are the ones who inherit salvation. So that, uh, you know, angels have been dispatched from God to minister to and serve believers here on the earth. Hebrews 13.2 tells us, it says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Angels minister here on the earth to believers, those who will inherit salvation. And Hebrews 13 tells us that some people have actually interacted with angels without even knowing that they were interacting with an angel. And we'll find out when we get to heaven, I guess, that that person maybe that stopped to help us or stopped to talk to us, that it was actually an angel of God. And here we see these angels, they're on the earth, they're ascending up to heaven on this ladder, on this stairway, and then back down to the earth by way of the stairway. And so this stairway goes between the earth and the heaven down in verse 17. Jacob calls it the gate to heaven. Me, how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. 
This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth.